1: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe.
2: Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast Welcome to episode 83 of the fearless business podcast. This is Jamie. I'm here with my co-host Mary and today we are really excited because we are launching a new series. I don't mean new podcast so you don't have to go anywhere (laughs) else. I know I said that I'm like oh no everyone's gonna think we're doing yet another new thing. No, I promise. Even though I do have squirrel syndrome where I see a shiny object and want to go create it, I'm not doing yeah. that here.
1: I don't have the bandwidth for
2: that right now. I know. Now, Mary so. has 65 <laughs> businesses right now, which leads me <laughs> into our very cool new series. We are launching the Fearless Founder series. And we're doing that because we meet so many incredible people who are running so many cool companies. We thought it might be neat to profile. Those people, but not so much about what their area of expertise is, but really their journey in building their businesses. And since we have a lot of new listeners, Hi everyone. Um, we Hi. thought it might be neat if we, if Mary and I were the first people who were interviewed in the Fearless Founder series. So you could hear what the series is going to be about and learn a little more about us in case you are new to our podcast. And who better to do that than our fearless producer, Don?
1: <laughs> he is fearless to be working with us.
2: I'm telling you. He almost he almost killed me earlier. I could earlier. hear that. <laughs> right? He was so irritated with me earlier, but I don't care, we moved past it. And now he actually gets to not be silent. So normally we just tease him a lot and he doesn't come in and say, "But Don, you're here. Welcome."
0: I am here and <laughs> you are welcome.
2: <laughs> thank you for agreeing to interview us. Yes, um, thank you, Don.
0: I don't I don't know if agreeing was the <laughs> proper term to use. There. Okay, hold on.
2: Thank you for being railroaded into interviewing us. <laughs>
0: That, that, sounds that sounds more like it.
2: much more like it. Yeah. Hashtag sorry not sorry. Yeah. Two yes. days
0: before two <laughs> days before this is gonna be recorded, you go, the Don's gonna interview us, right?
2: That was Mary. That wasn't me, actually. Yeah. Um well it was a great idea, so I stand by it. <laughs> it was a good idea. <laughs> that, we always get good that feedback. Has yes to be determined. <laughs> we always get that, good feedback when Don's on.
1: Yes, we do. It's the beard. Everyone loves your voice, Don. Yeah. I can, oh. I can feel him blushing through the microphone.
0: There I am. I'm more than just a voice. <laughs> I'm a human man.
2: You're a creeper, is what you are. Uh, that sounds about right.
1: <laughs> I was say, he didn't sound like he was denying He's that.
2: He's like, meh, it's valid. totally totally valid it can happen
0: i I won't fight that
2: so thank you for coming on and helping us out we appreciate it we're excited this is going to be really fun we actually have a bunch of people lined up already and i keep asking more people like today i was on the phone with a client i was like you need to come on fearless founders yeah because it's incredible i
1: mean how many people i mean yes we interview them for their expertise and topics but like sometimes it's like
2: Geez, like you are amazing. Like, let's just talk about your story, please. Yeah, I like the stories. I'm a big story yeah, person, obviously, by how much we like to talk. Same. So let's get started. You ready, Don? We're gonna we're gonna hand it over to you. We're in your hands. Be kind.
0: Be kind. Uh I think it's gonna be a great series. And I also think it's great that, you know, it's the two of you that are actually gonna be the first two um that we're spotlighting, because the two of you in your own right are, you know, fearless. Founders of your own company. In that vein, let's go ahead. And I know people have been listening for a while. You already know the backstory of Mary and Jamie, but let's let's dive a little deeper for the people who don't really know the two of you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your companies are?
2: Do I get to start? I'm always like the kid in the front row raising uh, yeah. my hand. Should I start? No, yeah.
0: since, since you since you jumped in first, <laughs> Jamie. Mary, Mary gets go to first. Go.
2: Fine. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say sure because I'm used to you going first, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm <bummed. laughs> uh, fine. Uh, but I can start. You, I can start. Start. <laughs> Thank you, Don. I'm. I'm gonna feel so much love in this episode. I feel it already. <laughs> um. So I have. I founded Brief Transitions, which is a product based business selling postpartum mesh underwear for women after childbirth and also after surgeries too. And I also run the Transitions Collective, which is a membership community for mom entrepreneurs building businesses from the ground up, a lot in the mom space.
2: We love moms. Yes.
1: Big hearts. Well, so- it's it was such a pivotal time for me. I I say becoming a mom changed my life, like literally changed it both personally and professionally because I so started true. selling
2: underwear. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That is a good story. So mine's slightly different. I run hashtag legal, which is a full service virtual law firm. And we focus on online businesses, entrepreneurs, service professionals, creatives, pretty much all the people that feel abandoned by the legal profession. I have yeah, a team. don't feel abandoned. I know. We're here for you. Yeah. I have a team, all women who work for me. Um, they have flexible schedules, which I am extremely proud of to enable them to have a little bit more balance in their lives. And it's really, really fun. I've been doing it. I've been on on my own practicing for going on seven years, which is pretty amazing. And I've been practicing law almost 15. Ah, that's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> Don't think about it. No, I can't. I mean, between that That and- is. And getting really long. progressive glasses, we're not even. Yeah, let's not go there. I'm I'm only 27.
1: <laughs> but you do want a lawyer with more experience. So thank you. In that way, you should say it.
2: That's you know. true. That's true.
0: Maybe maybe I should edit that out and put the real age.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'll admit it.
0: Five and a five.
2: I'm 55. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not 55. Not cool. Not cool, Don.
0: <laughs> now. You two talked about your individual businesses, but why don't we talk a little bit about the podcast? Oh, man. Why Why did you guys even start this and, you know, what, what are you trying to, to accomplish with it? Oh,
2: good one. That is a good question.
0: <laughs> this is why we asked him to interview. Yeah, right.
2: Exactly. Hmm. Uh I actually wanted to start podcasting for a couple of reasons. Uh the first reason is actually cuz I met you Don and you were like why aren't you podcasting? And I said cuz I don't know how. You said funny that you say that. I know how. <laughs> <laughs> but the real reason why you just gave me the platform and enabled me to do it without too much pain. I like to create content. Uh it's something that I want to be doing. Um, But I'm a far better talker and it takes me a lot less time than actually sitting to write. And so I blog, particularly when I talk about legal issues, which can be, uh, I don't understand this, but some people tell me they can be a little boring. News. And, <laughs> and so I find that they come across a little bit better if you're listening uh, or watching a video versus actually sitting down to read a blog post. And so it just made sense. And from there, I learned I really love to interview people. I just like to learn stuff. And so I decided to take both the knowledge that I have and get from my business and also the people that I meet. I like to be able to let an audience know more about them and maybe give those people an opportunity to talk to a different audience than they normally would.
1: So for me, it's similar in that I like like to talk to people. Um, And I had been interviewing people, experts for the Transitions Collective to help with business topics. Um, So when the opportunity came up to collaborate with Jamie on this podcast, you know, I first had to think, okay, what, you know, what am I doing with my work and the direction? And I decided that really for me, I also, I love talking to people and I also love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And I thought, okay, this is another, this is a great medium for me to also share my story with more people and to interview some really amazing people and have it be on a platform that is really popular. I mean, when I was commuting for my corporate job, I listened to podcasts, you know, for like a couple hours each day. So I thought it was a really, it would be a cool and interesting experience and opportunity to, yeah, bring some of what I've learned over the years to more people.
0: So now that we got the backstory of the podcast and why we're doing it, let's get How about we get a little backstory about the how and the why you started your companies. And since Mary went first on the first one, Jamie, why don't you tell us why and the how of Hashtag Legal?
2: Finally. No, I'm just kidding. (coughs) (laughs) Um, That one is basically I took eight years of experience in the legal profession and realized all the ways I thought it was bad and wrong. <laughs> um, I knew I loved being a lawyer. I knew I loved practicing law, but I could not find a place that felt right to me. Um, and the way the legal profession works definitely works for some people, although it is a very high stress and high pressure profession. And I know a lot of lawyers out there are really, really unhappy. Um, and so I wanted to do it differently. I wanted to create a way that you could be a lawyer In private practice through a law firm and actually feel like you were doing good, but not necessarily in a nonprofit way. I tried to work for the government in order to feel like I was doing good and that didn't also work for me. And so I wanted to create something that had all of the aspects of a work environment that I felt like I was missing. So I was like, look, it's either going to do amazing or it's going to (laughs) fail. And maybe there's a reason why none of the other law firms have all of the perks or the flexible work environment or positive attitudes, uh, maybe I'm missing something. But um, four years later, I've realized I'm not. You're not. Yeah, you can do it differently. Um, And it really was so eye-opening to me when I had an employee say to me about six months ago, this is a woman who's worked for a long time. And she said, you're the first boss I've ever had who told me I did a good job. And I was floored just floored. I had another associate, an attorney say to me, this is the first job I ever had where I didn't work my entire vacation. Like I had to tell her to go away. Um, and so that means something to me. And I, I want to continue to grow that. And I want to show that you can run a law firm differently, or frankly, many other high stress, high pressure uh, service environments or companies that you you can incorporate some of these sadly, alternative viewpoints um, to create better work environments.
0: Are you sure it's not just because you wanted to have a place where you can wear your naturally tipped red hair?
2: (laughs) That's part (laughs) of it, too. (laughs) That was definitely part of it. See, knowing Don, all the secrets come out. That's right. For everyone else (laughs) to know. I was sick of hiding my nose ring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So mine was not as purposeful to start. When I had my first daughter, I had an emergency C-section, and they give you special underwear in the hospital that help not to put pressure on your midsection. So they were extremely comfortable. And my friend told me to steal some from the hospital because when you go home, you'll need more, and you won't be able to find them. So I got extra from the hospital, and I went home and ran out, and she was right, and I couldn't couldn't find any more. And I basically what it comes down to is I – I got mad. I, you know, I was like, why aren't these available? And I had to actually get like oversized underwear and cut the elastic waistband. Like it was just, it just felt wrong for so many reasons. And I became extremely passionate about postpartum care for new moms because, you know, I feel like during the pregnancy, everyone's talking to the mom, this and that, and then postpartum, everyone's talking about the baby. And people kind of don't talk about the mom anymore. And it just started as a really just a small question to myself, like, what would it take? Or what could I do to, to make these underwear accessible for, for other women out there? I mean, surely I can't be the only one that wanted them. So mine was very like slow to start. I was doing it on the side with my corporate job and just kind of, okay, maybe I can find a supplier. Let me see how these are made. Let me see what it would take to get them. And it, and it grew from that over over a couple years to the point where i could leave my corporate job to focus on it more to focus on it full time and scale it and work on now work on other products and also i became passionate about helping other mom entrepreneurs because juggling work you know juggling building a business and having a career i just became super passionate about that too so it was kind of a more like a slow burn kind of thing. And it happened over time, but there was a big why based on my own experience.
0: Or Mary, you just wanted to have a place where you can indulge your love of ice cream.
1: <laughs> that too. <laughs> because I love Mary's
0: ice cream. you're like the funnest person to go eat ice cream with, by the way. Thank you. Don. Um, when we were in Portland for a conference, I got the opportunity to hang out for with Mary for the first time. And she basically was well aware of where there was ice cream around the area that we were in.
1: I mean, and how so can much... I turn down ice cream? Yeah, I need to. I need to be aware. That's an. It's important.
0: Yeah. So when we try to hide from Jamie, we'd just go eat ice cream. I don't know why you think oh, an ice cream sorry, place Jamie.
2: would actually. I love ice cream, so I very well may have found you guys, <laughs> but it's fine. You guys needed your own time together. I understood. We
1: were bonding. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It's good. It's
0: important. The ice cream was really good. I can't yeah, tell I you mean, what the name was. No, I can't
1: either. Too bad. It was, it was in Portland. Crazy. But I mean, I had the, the they like make fresh for you, like ice cream sandwich, like oh, like two good. cookies with the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible.
0: It looked good. I didn't eat it, but Mary did. Oh,
1: it was delicious.
0: <laughs> Before we get too far off track, uh, okay. let's, let's talk about the challenges of starting your own business. Let's let's go negative, and then we'll go positive. But um, and it's not really negative. But starting your business is hard. It's really really hard, and it's time consuming, and all of those things. Talk a little bit about what for you was the biggest challenge of starting your own business.
1: I have a big one. For me, it was it was really people did not understand what I was doing or why I was doing it, why I was spending nights and weekends working on something else besides my day job. Um, so that was a big struggle for me feeling like I wasn't crazy mm. <laughs> and that I could do it and that I you know, wanted to do it. And then it would be something great for me. So I really struggled with that in the beginning.
2: Oh, this is a time we're going deep here. Yeah. Mine was most definitely fear, not fear of failure per se, but it was just sort of the fear of the unknown. I had gone to law school. Mm, yeah. I would put myself through law school. I had left another career to go to law school. And then I really went a very traditional path. I did what most lawyers refer to as big law. I worked for the government. And all of a sudden now I was sort of like floating <laughs> off yeah. in the abyss. And I didn't, none of my friends were doing it or nobody I knew. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't really know any entrepreneurs at all. Um, Me either. And so I felt like this little island with small kids. I had yep. I had a baby and then yep. I had another baby while I, was, <laughs> while I was building my businesses and figuring out what I wanted to do. And so I started stuff and then I'd get pulled away and it was, and I still had to make money. <laughs> so it wasn't like I just had no bills all of a sudden and I could just hang out. Um, so it was really just... Patience. John's <laughs> gonna laugh really <laughs> hard at that one. <laughs> it was patience and letting it play out the way it was supposed to. That you're not. It's not going to be successful tomorrow. Celebrating many successes along the way, and just being afraid of taking that leap of saying, "Yeah, I'm going to do this, and I can do this, and it's it's time to do this, and I have a, a real idea that could do something." So I think those were. That was probably my, my biggest obstacles, honestly, were myself. It was nothing else. Yeah.
1: I mean, the self-doubt, like the thing with the self-doubt, even for me was just, and people not understanding me, it just made it hard because there's so many reasons already to doubt yourself. So then when you also don't don't know if people are supporting you or don't know like if they're really relating and understanding, it just makes it so much easier to stop and
2: give up. Yes, exactly. I totally agree with that.
0: So, would would you two both say maybe at the beginning, maybe in the middle, that you felt like a little bit of imposter syndrome, where you're like, "Okay, this isn't real. This isn't, you know, this this shouldn't be happening. I'm really, I really don't have it together." When did you feel like you turned to the corner where you're like, "Okay, this is this is happening. It's real." Um, Jamie, I know yours is going to be never, but. Um, uh, <laughs> Maybe we should try to see if we can get past that part.
2: <laughs> that was going to be mine, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, I never doubted my abilities as a lawyer. So like I always knew and I believe strongly that I'm a good lawyer. I feel like it was sort of everything else. Can I manage people? Can I run a business? Will people see I'm a good lawyer <laughs> and want to like use my services? Um that took a little while. Uh, I, th- I think I've, and even if you want to tease me about it, I think I've really turned the corner on that. Definitely in the last year or so. Um, particularly when I was faced with a uh, partner leaving and being like, okay, this is all me. And the business has doubled in the last year. So obviously like something is right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I think, I think that that was, that's definitely a struggle, and there are times I still have to remind myself, like you, you're got this, you're good, you can do this. Um, it can be exhausting sometimes if you know you have, like particularly with me, I'm in I'm in a service business. You know, clients are everything, and sometimes clients have a bad day and forget that I or my staff are humans, <laughs> and they fire off not so nice things. And it's taken me a little while to learn that. Nine times out of 10, that's nothing to do with us and more to do with something that's going on with them. Um, but it took me a while to understand that. Uh, and But for the most part, it happens pretty few and far between. We have really awesome, positive, great clients. Um, but occasionally, something, you know, comes up. And so it's remi- those reminders, you know, I got to sometimes step back and say, okay, you got this. It's okay.
1: For me, I look at it as Layers. Um, whenever I enter a new space or um, start something new, or feel like I'm getting to a different level, like brief transitions is growing. Like I come up against the same things. So imposter syndrome, for example, does it doesn't totally go away. But I'd say in this last year for me too, like I felt like okay, I'm I'm getting to a different level with this business. I mean, the first thing I the first time I probably felt it the most was when I left my corporate job. Cause then I was like, okay, I'm invested in this. This is happening. I'm doing this. And I have a company <laughs> and I'm a business owner. Yeah. And I think before that, it was just really easy for me to say like, I just do this on the side. Like it's no big deal, you know, and just really talk down about the, exp- not, t- not talk negatively, but not speak to it from what it really is. Like OK, yes, but you actually did go out there and look for a product and find a supplier and build a business and a brand like I did those things. So I had to start realizing that, yes, I did those things. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm like actually building this company and it's a legit company. That was a big, a big thing for me.
2: You got to say your news now. Oh, yeah. It's a good yeah, time. I should my, look at it's that a good segue.
1: <laughs> I didn't need to do that on purpose. It's a good okay. Segment. So, yeah, to help with imposter syndrome and external uh, motivation.
0: Sorry, excuse me. Wait a second. Uh, Jamie, there's one moderator.
1: And, <laughs> sorry. You
0: know. Not okay. sorry. Just FYI.
1: Oh, I'm not allowed to share my news. <laughs> I
2: know. Don't tell anyone.
1: <laughs> so I got accepted to be a fellow for the 2019 How I Built This
2: Summit. <sighs> How I Built This
1: Podcast.
2: Yes. Insert some amazing music, yeah,
1: I mean, amazing music, please. It's a big deal. because this is like, okay. So just so everyone knows what this means, I mean, there's a lot of great other things. There are other fellows. We will have access to special workshops. But basically, what NPR does with this is the how I built this team is going to they meet. They have a summit in real life. So they bring entrepreneur very successful entrepreneurs for on-stage interviews and also some workshops. So a lot of, you know, my idols, I will say, a lot of people that I've seen that have been very successful with their businesses, especially product businesses um, that have a lot of logistics in them are going to be there speaking. So it's going to be an amazing opportunity. And I was was really, I have to say, I was really, really surprised that I got picked. I wasn't. Well, I was, so <laughs> I'm glad you weren't. I'm sure that helped me picked. <laughs> your positivity. Um, so, yeah, so I'm so Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, is speaking at this event. And anyone that knows me, knows me well, knows that I love Sarah Blakely and what she has done with Spanx. And she's just such and she has four children and she's an incredible role model for me. So I am going to see her speak at this summit yeah, I'm I'm gonna meet her too, by the way. I'm I'm sure of it. So just, just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. So that this was actually my next phase of feeling feeling like, okay, I'm in this. Brief transitions is my company. I've been building this, I'm owning it, and I'm stepping into it more. And this is definitely another opportunity that's helping me see that and realize that.
0: Would you both say that that being a small business owner or just being a business owner in general is kind of isolating and lonely at times do you feel like connecting with with other small business owners being it women or men or or, or whatever is is helpful or do you feel like sometimes it's just too overwhelming
2: you have to find the right people yeah yeah there's a lot of noise and you just yep. have to know who you are who who you go with your gut like this one no question you'll know your person when you recognize them and who's right for one person may not be right for somebody else. And there are people who are going to be like anything in life, right? Like friends or whoever, there are people who are going to be so beneficial. They're always going to lift you up. They're going to challenge you when you need to be challenged. They're not going to compete with you. They're going to just celebrate your successes without even thinking about themselves. Those are the people. And when you find them, and it might be one or two, then you you don't feel you don't feel alone or like that island anymore. You just have to find the right ones. And it's hard. You're going to go through a lot of like not right ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's OK to let those people go. Um, You don't have to do it dramatically. But, you know, put up your boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries.
0: <laughs> and Jamie not doing it dramatically.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I do a lot with drama, but not when it comes to other people. That is true. I agree with you on that.
1: Um, and I, I agree with what you said. Yeah. I mean, you need people for sure. I mean, look, I'm like huge on community and connecting and all of those things, but I do think you have to be really careful about who you let into your space Yes. and you know, your top, you know, it's, it's like that quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So oh my God,
2: I've never heard that quote. You haven't, I'm the average of my two children. <laughs> Oh, i wish we cursed on this podcast no i'm just kidding i love my kids they're great but that means i use a lot of potty words and maybe um, i wasn't physical violence it. i
1: might have to i might have to revise <laughs> how about adults yeah adults because otherwise i would have you know yeah a three and a six-year-old average that's, that's what not i'm saying my- <laughs> it's too funny But yeah, I mean, you have, you have to really pay attention to that because those people are going to be what helps you and pushes you forward and motivates you or what brings you down. And if you have people that are bringing you down, it's going to be that much harder to climb up and out of it. So truth.
0: So, building on that, let's let's talk about when you are feeling down, when you are feeling like the world's caving in on you, and you you don't know if you can do what you're supposed to do with your company. What do you do? The two of you do when that moment comes, when you're not feeling fearless, when you know when you're not feeling your A game. What, what do you what do you do?
2: I see what you did there, Don. <laughs> <laughs> we see you, Don. <laughs> I take a break. I walk away, yeah. even if it's for like. An hour. I just take a break from it and take a walk, meet someone for coffee, preferably not someone who's an entrepreneur. Um, Yeah, I just, I find I need to separate from it when I'm having a rough time and just take a minute.
1: Yeah, I need space too. I mean, I'm a crier, so I cry sometimes, and that I've learned to like not be ashamed of that. You know, that is just like a release for me. So it de stresses me. Um, and usually if I'm having a tough time, it's because I'm not exercising enough. So then I get my butt back to the gym because that has been huge. And I also take breaks too. Yeah. I'll say, okay, like that's, that's it. I'm done for today. I need some space. I'll read or Netflix or whatever on, yeah, different things or podcasts with you guys, you know, that lifts my spirits. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> that does not work for me. I'm just kidding. You ladies are amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about this part where I think that if if you start on a journey somewhere, usually there's a catalyst or a person that helped you get to that point. Do the two of you have that type of person or that type of event that created your trajectory to where you are today with with your business or just in general?
1: For me, the. I mean, I had a couple moments. Obviously, the the birth of my first daughter is really one of those moments. Um, But then, in terms of leaving corporate to really step into this space even more on my path, was the fact that I was traveling all the time and I just, I broke. I couldn't do it anymore. So I was gone all the time and I finally said, okay, I can't do this. And I think, I really do think that that helped. push me in the direction because I don't know, it would have been harder for me to leave. It's hard to leave a steady paycheck and the comfort and like the habits, you know, of being almost 15 years in corporate. So for me, I think that helped to, to say like, no, I need something different. I need more flexibility in my life and I want to be home or I want to be around more. So what can I do to make that happen? And, you know, I've had a lot of people help me in different phases. Um, but I think the, the thing that has been most helpful has really been, I consider myself very lucky to have family cheering me on. So my husband and also my parents, cause they're both, they're both business owners now, their own, they own their own businesses and seeing that they could do it. I thought like, okay, I can do this too, you know? So that was a big deal for me.
2: Mine went way further back. I had a boss right when I came out of college for a company that I worked for. And um, he was really the first person who just saw, saw something and wanted to give me more responsibility and was just incredibly encouraging of me to just take leadership roles. At a really young age, I was in my early 20s, he hired me for one job. And within a week, he came to me and said, You're, this is not the job for you. I want you to do something bigger. And it was a crazy experience because I'm like, what, who? <laughs> um, and he really gave me an, an incredible amount of responsibility at a very young age um, and completely believed in me and had gave me full autonomy to do the job as I needed to and wanted to. And by the time I was at the peak of that job, I was managing almost 80 people and I was like 24 years old. <laughs> um, it was pretty incredible. This was pre-law school. And he gave me a confidence in myself I don't think I had had before. And he also showed me all the amazing ways to lead and to be a manager and to take somebody and allow them to be the best version of themselves. And um, he is without a doubt was a mentor to me. He's long retired. Um, I try to catch up to him as much as possible, but he's At this point, I guess he's probably in his 90s, (laughs) which is pretty crazy. Um, But he was a trailblazer in his time um, and I have so much respect for him and and I learned so much from him. He created a company that didn't exist uh, from, you know, on his own completely. So he's definitely someone I look up to and is a huge mentor um and i often think back to that time and to him when i think about what i do as the leader of my business
0: now building on that i know one of you this is not your favorite thing in the world but being that you're small business owners that um that you are women there are people that look to you that want to be mentored um that need help learning those things um, who are you who
2: are you talking about <laughs>
0: I'm definitely talking about Mary. Um, <laughs> I do it. How I know it's uncomfortable, but d- do you feel an obligation or do you feel a need to make sure that you help people that that are starting out or they come to you? And do you have a hard time seeing yourself being that person? Oh, Don,
2: you're killing me. <laughs> I am a firm believer in mentorship. I want to be a mentor. I love mentoring. I have a difficult time in this space sometimes because I feel like you give a little and people take a lot <laughs> or they don't have the same respect you'd hope they'd have because you're sharing a lot of knowledge and then they take that knowledge mm-hmm. and do something with it where you're like wow that's that feels bad <laughs> I wish <laughs> I wish they wouldn't have done that so I do mentor I mean I I hire young women to work for me um some of my staff is more seasoned but some are younger um, and I love giving them opportunities and pushing them. I have one associate in particular who I like to push a little bit. Uh, she's very, very smart. I am more choosy now about who I will mentor and who I will take, you know, the pick your brain calls with. <laughs> Get a lot of those requests. Um, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I honestly, I want to help everybody. Um, but I realize that that is a boundary that I have to put up. Because um, unfortunately, not everybody is as honest as I'd like them to be. So um, I'm careful with what I share and who I give to. But when I do meet someone, and there is someone out there who I am like, yeah, this person, uh, I I feel I feel a connection with this person. And I really want to help like I'm all in. Um, And I will give a lot of time, effort and energy. And I do particularly want to help young women, particularly young female lawyers, because it's a hard world to navigate. I mentored a lot when I was um when I worked at the large law firm and also when I worked for the government, I had huge classes of interns and I would sit and I was also I'm an adjunct professor at Seton Hall law. And um I mentor those students too. I still get messages from students that had me in years past. I'm um, saying that the some of the information I gave or or or, you know, tips I gave have been helpful going forward. And that feels amazing. Hey, I want to do that. Awesome. Yeah, I just actually had one not long ago, where I couldn't believe it. And I love seeing where those students go. You know, we're connected on LinkedIn, I'll see a new job they take. It's amazing. They're so smart. Um, So I do enjoy that. And I, I I'd love to do more of it. I really, really would. But yeah, the boundary setting is a big, it's, it's it's a big thing. It's also a time thing. You know, there are, I I, I only have so many hours in the day and if, you know, my big philosophy that I tell everyone is I always lead with no. And so if I do choose to take on another commitment, then that's going to take away from something else.
1: I feel the same. It's, you know, you want to help people and I'm grateful to the people that have helped me along the way Um, because without them, like. I'm sure I would not, I would not be where I am now, at least not as quickly, you know, I might've gotten there eventually, but I do appreciate that they've helped me. So I want to give back to people, but I feel like you can also tell sometimes when people are really, when they're genuine in what they're asking and what they're doing and, and that they're willing to try also versus if it's, you know, they're just trying to take from you and kind of, yeah, have it be a one way just so that they can get somewhere faster. So yeah, so I also try to try to balance that. I mean, I'm willing to talk and help people all the time, but it needs to be, I, I need to set boundaries with it now, which is, you know, it can be, okay, I only take a certain number of those or I free up a certain slot in my calendar every so often. And when that's filled, that's filled, you know, that kind of thing. Because yeah, you can't help everyone, at least not one-on-one. You can't help everyone one-on-one.
0: So for the two of you, what would you... What would you say is the biggest takeaway that you've had so far in building your business, starting your business, everything in between, all in beginning and all in between? What is your biggest takeaway?
2: That you can do so much more than you think you can. <laughs> <laughs> that you have to like say out loud, put those stretch goals, like write them down, say them out loud, talk, say it to somebody. Um, do you have to stop censoring yourself? Uh, cause yeah. I, you just, you just, it's failing is okay and that you, you need to in order to learn and to grow. Um, you have to stop being afraid of it. Um, you need to talk mm-hmm. about it. There's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. I have failed epically in my life. And it is why those failures that part of make me who I am and, and, and enable me to build things that work. So I just think that there's this just need to be shiny and perfect and instantly successful. Um, You know, you build your app and you sell it for millions of dollars and everybody like, you know, you're 24. That's, that just, that's just not how it really works. <laughs> it takes <laughs> not. time. I'm telling, <laughs> for some people it is. And that's amazing. And like more power to you if it is, but for the most people, It's a really long journey um, and it takes so much time. Um, And so you you need to challenge yourself that it's so doable. Um, And if you challenge yourself and it doesn't work, that's okay too. (laughs) Like learn from it, pick something from it and learn from it and then do it different.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes to all of those things. (laughs) And also for me, I think the mental, knowing how much like the mental game impacts you was a big thing. Mm, Yeah. I think I underestimated that. I was a lot more like, okay, if I just do it and do all the work and do all the things, like, you know, the stuff that you were saying, Jamie, I'm not not afraid to do that work. I don't expect it to happen overnight. But what I didn't consider as much and what I'm learning now is that even by doing all of those things, you have to have like – you have to have an unshakable faith in yourself and believe in what you're doing and keep that like on your priority list. However, however you get yourself into that state and keep yourself in that state of being strong and focused and ready to go and believing that you can do all of the things like you, you have to know that and you have to be there. And I think for me, I didn't realize that would be as big of a part of it as it is, if that makes sense. <laughs>
2: it does. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. Cause I think, I think in general with having your own business and trying to do this and, and be successful and even with being willing to fail, like you, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and know that you are giving your best. You can't half-ass it and then expect it to all work out for you or be rainbows or whatever.
2: <laughs> I love rainbows. I do
1: too.
0: And here I thought Jamie was gonna be the one I was gonna have to bleep this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oops. It's Mary. It was
1: <laughs> I, I felt it was a very appropriate time to say that. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> so nobody else say ass the rest of the episode, okay?
1: Okay. Done. <laughs>
0: So, uh we're going to close out here pretty soon, but before we do that, let's let's I talk I have
1: something. Wh- I oh. <laughs> I'm taking over. Is that okay?
0: Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> just, okay, listen. There's a moderator and the two of you keep ignoring the moderator. That's okay. <laughs> so, it's not okay. I don't know. You're just you a
1: prop Don.
0: <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> So I guess, Mary, share your news or whatever you want to share before we go to the questions that I have prepared.
2: <laughs> she shared it already.
1: Well, it's not my news. No, 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 no. No, I wanted to bring up something else. Because when we talked about, well, we've talked about a, a few things where I thought it could have been appropriate. And, Don, you were probably getting to it at some point. So, sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but, I mean, With all of that wisdom and knowledge and the things that we've just been talking about and the struggles, Jamie has some news to share on something that happened to her recently, right? And I think this would be an appropriate time.
2: Oh, Mary, thank you. I wrote an article. It's very Uh, exciting. And? (laughs) I wrote an article for Working Mother magazine, which was so cool. But I talked all about navigating toxic work environments, which definitely goes hand in hand with all the things that we've been talking about um, as my motivators for starting my right. business. Right. Um, exactly. And it got it got a lot of good shares, and I got messages from strangers and people I like grew up with, <laughs> went to high school with. I mean, people I haven't talked to in you know a really long time, just saying like. I feel this article and I really loved it. And that, that felt good. It was pretty meaningful. Yeah, because
1: you were speaking on behalf of a lot of us.
2: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's, it's, uh, you know, and I wrote it with the, I wrote it with the understanding that not everyone is going to start their own business. Like not everyone is going <laughs> to do what I did and leave because not everyone can, not everyone wants to. Mm-hmm. So there's so many factors that go into play. So I felt like I wanted to address everybody, whether you're going to leave, not going to leave, but to just give like this, really the things that I did when I was sitting in those environments, just really wanting to like leave and not come back, but knowing I couldn't, I had to stay Uh, and it felt good. I'm glad that it was helpful to uh, lots of people that made me feel really happy. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should be super proud because that's
1: an incredible accomplishment, so. Thank you mary let's like... let's link the article in the show notes
2: Aww,
0: oh, see what i did
1: there i love that i'm on a roll
0: i feel like that article is speaking to me right now <laughs> <laughs> just just saying no one feels bad Sorry, is it okay if <laughs> no. we go to my question
1: yes i guess so
0: are, are we sure
2: we think so well okay. if you
1: keep asking we're gonna change our mind i know
2: we're, we oh. gotta wrap this up anyway don't we we've been going long
0: yeah it's it's like a billion hours long because the two of you just keep
1: talking. Oh, we're passionate. All right. Dropping so many knowledge. I don't prompts. know
0: if passionate is what I would say, but okay.
2: Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Here's here's another question for you. Um, let me ask this question real quick. What is what is next for your companies? What is what is What are you working on?
1: Well, for brief transitions, I'm in product development phase for a few new things. So I can't talk much about it right now, but in terms of running a product based business i'm going to be adding to it and growing it and for the transitions collection and for the transitions collective you okay yeah i'm okay <laughs> for the transitions collective it's about yeah growing the community and just staying on track with offering new things to mom entrepreneurs so that we can all feel like we're in this together.
2: This is such a loaded question for me because this has been on my brain for a while. Yes, yes, it has. It has. I feel like if I say it out loud, well, I'm developing something that I don't want to stay out loud um, because it's my idea. So I yeah. am working on something that is more of a product than it is a service, um, but it goes hand in hand with um, what I do at Hashtag Legal. Mm-hmm. And um, I am also working on a few interesting talks that I haven't given before um, that are a little bit different and more along the vein of what um, what my article was about. So that's kind of interesting and I'm excited about that. And there's been some interest, so that's kind of cool. And um, I'm also doing more consulting, like business consulting. And I think I'm actually finally going to like put up a page on my website. Yay. Because people pay me to do that now. Um, And it's probably time that I actually made it a product offering. So (laughs) I just said it. So now I have to do it.
1: Exactly. Add some motivational or celebratory music, please, Don.
2: Thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh man. If only people knew what go on, what went on behind the scenes. Everybody Um,
2: knows we're really transparent. (laughs)
0: uh, Not so much. Okay. Uh, Since this has been a super long episode, let's go ahead and go to our closing question. What is one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? And Jamie, I don't know if that works for you because you're apparently 27.
2: Well, to my 15-year-old self, I'd say. Just kidding. Um, I'd say be patient. Is that all you're going to say? That's (laughs) it, man. I need to like tattoo that.
0: What What was that again? Be patient?
2: patient. I'm still my my 55-year-old self. (laughs) My current self struggles with it, Uh, but my younger self. Just be patient. It will happen. It it always happens. It may not happen how you thought it was going to happen, but you'll get where you need to go.
1: Mine will be to trust yourself and have the the confidence and the belief in what you're doing.
0: Well, that is some great advice, ladies. Um, thank you for allowing me to have this wonderful experience of interviewing the two of you. It's like I don't even know you. <laughs> This is, I think this is going to be a really cool addition to the podcast and I won't say anymore, even though I know what's going on. Um, I'll let you two talk about it, but thanks again for letting me interview you guys or gals
2: or women or podcast hosts, people, people, Pe- humans, people. you humans, humans.
0: I love it. Thank you. humans.
2: Thank you, Don. Me. Thank you, Don, for taking time out of your very busy podcast producer schedule to help us out.
0: Well, thanks. It was, it's been an honor and a pleasure for hanging out with you, Mary.
2: Jamie.
1: I was going to say, I was going to say, and you're welcome, Don. You're welcome for us giving you this opportunity.
2: Well, we want to hear from everybody about who, what kind of questions you want to hear for our fearless founders, any fearless founders you'd like us to reach out to. And you can do that in the fearless business podcast, H Facebook group. Um, And you can also find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or any place you listen to podcasts.
1: I think we should have a question in the group too on what advice would people give to their younger selves. I love that. So we'll do a post and let us know from your business journey, what you've learned and what you'd like to share with others. Yeah. So tell us in the HQ.
2: Thanks so much. And we will see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com.
2: And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time.